This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Carm Capriato here, and join me each and every week for insights from my guest host and an industry first, a live virtual job tour, a Take the Automotive Trivia Challenge, Unwrap Your Fortune of the Week, and a whole lot more. The video version of this show is on aftermarketweekly.com. Hey, good afternoon to all of my automotive aftermarket peers around North America and the world. Welcome. Aftermarket Weekly, the most unique automotive aftermarket show. I love to call this a magazine show, you know, because there's a lot going on, like flipping the pages of a magazine. It's going to be a fun, informative 25 minutes with a guest host and a shop tour. We're going to go to Florida. Oh, who's with me? Carl Hutchinson, Complete Automotive, Springfield, Missouri. And we're going to go out to Englewood, Florida, near the Sarasota area and speak to Kathleen Callahan. We're from the Dorman OE Fix Studios. Glad to have you all here as we start off here with episode 43. Hey, if you ever want to be on the show with us, golly, carm at aftermarketweekly.com. We'd love to have you. Remember, you can watch all of this stuff on aftermarketweekly.com on the live page. And if not on the old podcast, remarkableresults.biz slash live page. Hey, let me see who's with me here. My guest host, Carl Hutchinson, is with me. Hello, Carl. Hello, Carm. Good to have you here, man. Complete Automotive, Springfield, Missouri. That's right. Been a great contributor to the show. You were supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) That was such a fun day. (laughs) It was. I think the whole nation was having fun that day. It was. It was a crazy day. It was one of the worst snow days ever, ever. And imagine, never needed to be a snow day called because... All the kids are home anyway, right? Right, right, right. All right. Hey, listen, you've been a great contributor to the show. Let's show your podography. Discover the hard truths. Fix your attitude. Carl, that's probably going to go down in anals is in my top 10 most favorite shows because of your true honest and transparency that you brought to that show. And it is really a episode on change. And thank you for doing that. No, you're you're quite welcome. Sharing a hard story is is never fun, but you know if we can do something to push somebody else to change. I think that's really what we need to be doing is reaching out to our whole community and just really providing that. Well, hey, he went through it. Maybe I can go through it too. Thank you for that. And that's what we do here on the show. We bring those real life incidences up so that people can learn from it. Of course, you were also on a a great show about community on Town Hall 209. Today, we're going to talk about mentoring. You're going to bring a great mentoring session with us. We're going to go on a shop tour, as we said, to Kathleen's place. We're going to give you the fortune of the week some trivia, and more. And let's uh, take a quick peek out at Kathleen's place, Expert Tech Auto Repair, Englewood, Florida. Kathleen Callahan. Who's Kathleen Callahan? Well, you're going to find out here in a few minutes. Yeah, I know. I see Kathleen in the backstage. Hey, don't forget, if you ever want to take the show mobile, I think about 20-some episodes ago, we decided to publish this as a podcast. So while you're mobile on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, no matter where you are, take that favorite podcast listening app, do a search, Aftermarket Weekly, and make it a favorite, and never miss one of the great you know, guest host stories that we put together and the shop tour. Yeah, can you imagine listening to the shop tour through audio. It is the coolest. You'll love it. Hey, today's trivia. In 1947, Packard had the first ever feature that is a staple in today's vehicles. 1947, Packard put in something in their vehicles that we still have today. They were the first that did it. 
Regarding social media, thanks for being here. Check in with your city. Give us a like. Hey, Jackie. Oh, Jackie's going to be with me this Friday on Town Hall Academy. Good to see you here, Jackie. You've got a comment or a share. We'd love to have you participate. We have a great sponsor for the show. Of course, I think you all know Dorman. Every couple of weeks, we're going to feature a new, neat Dorman product. The innovations behind Dorman product solutions are centered around your needs. Dorman has revamped the traditional wiper motor and transmission assemblies by combining them into one unit instead of two, therefore creating a complete repair rather than using individual components. The wiper motors and transmission assemblies have been combined into one installation. Now, how many times has a customer asked for a fix where only one component is broken and a week later, they're back in because the other part failed? Now, there's no more need to worry about managing refurbished parts or replace individual ones. This innovation saves the customer 35% on total repair time. So save yourself the headache when working on the motor or the linkage. Fix the problem completely. Do the job once and make happy customers. This product is available for various makes and models. Chances are that if you're in the market for one, Dorman Products has you covered. Want to learn more about Dorman's innovations? Visit dormanproducts.com forward slash tour. How cool is that? Another great product. And this coming Friday, live at 12 noon Eastern, Zoom Burnout. Carl, when I put this thing out, 20, 30 great people that I know decided they want to be on. And I said, I've never done a town hall with this many people on it. Everybody has great things to say. And I see Jackie Hauer, who's going to be on with us. She's on with us here today. And uh, this is going to be interesting because I'm starting to hear about what they want to talk about. Zoom burnout. Man, everybody says it's a real thing, Carl. It is a real thing, you know, and unfortunately, it's what we have to deal with today. And we're actually planning a birthday party for my mother and going to use either Zoom or one of these other platforms just for the simple fact we can't bring people in. And, you know, I think everybody's about sick of it, but I get it. Thank God for Zoom. And oh, my God, I can't handle another Zoom. I get it. I totally get it. Hey, bud, let's do this uh, little segment on mentoring. I know you'd appreciate mentoring. You have a mentor and an apprentice program going on. Tell us what the best qualities of a mentor would be. The whole idea of, of establishing some kind of a mentor is really something that we haven't done in this industry hardly at all. And so now we have to think about, well, what do we do? How do we do that? Because you as the shop owner, general manager, whatever your role is, you can't do that. You can't be that person. So do you go out and hire somebody? How do you go about this? If you're going to create some kind of an apprentice plan, if you're going to train up the next generation, you know, you got to have to look back and go, well, what do I have to work with? Who do I have on staff? What are their personalities? Those kinds of things. I would just about guarantee that Anybody that's running a, a good professional business already has that mentor on staff. They just don't know it yet. They haven't fostered that in that person. So some of the qualities you want to look for is definitely what's their personality? You know, what's their experience? What's their background? Patience is something that is really kind of a challenge. You don't really know what somebody's patient level is until you've, you've worked them through some processes. And honestly, the other part is willingness. Not everybody is willing to be a mentor. Not everybody wants to give back to the next generation. You know, you, those are some of the things you got to look at, but you probably already have that person on staff and you just need to go out and visit with your staff. That'd be my first thing to do is don't look outside of yourself. Look within because you probably already have them there. 
you don't want to just go drop this in on somebody. I mean, you got to plant the seeds early. You got to be talking to your staff, your, you know, the potential ones. You probably already have somebody in mind. Uh, there's two or three people on your staff that you could think, well, maybe this person would be a good fit. Maybe that person would be a good fit. So you have to plant those seeds early and find out, are they really willing? Would they be a good fit? And then walk them through it, see what they're really interested in. So so not everybody's cut out to be a mentor and you have to do some research and you have to be very open and honest. You really do. That individual needs to want to also learn at the same time, because I've always known that when you teach, you learn. We learned this a long time ago and doing different classes, just myself, that you know, if the idea is to train up an apprentice, to train up the next generation, you need somebody to train them. And even though you have a very talented person that can produce work and do good quality work, for them to be able to teach somebody else, they have to actually learn it in a way for them to be able to teach it. Yeah. So the cool thing is, is you wind up getting two people better than just the apprentice or the intern, whoever you're trying to train, your mentor actually becomes better at articulating and explaining and walking through the where's and the why's of what's going on other than just, oh, do it this way because that's the way we've always done it. Well, the apprentice or their intern is going to ask a thousand questions, well, why? And if they can do that, then they actually become a better person too. So you wind up training two people, which is really kind of a cool thing. Thank you for bringing that up because I've always known that. And one of the things I talk about a lot on the show is if you send a technician away for a seminar, be it online or leader led in person, and they come back to the team, ask them, hey, would you give us mm, 50 minute synopsis of what you learned? You may be the expert now in our company in this particular area of technology, but can you teach it to our people? And then that helps solidify in a very big way. So thank you for that. Now, you got to create a plan for the mentor. He just can't go as, oh, I'm the mentor now. So you got to plan it out. Yeah. The one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to just hire somebody and go, oh, you're, you're the apprentice and you're going to be the mentor and just go wing it. They can't because your mentor, the trainer person is going to start out at such a high level that honestly, the person that's coming in, they're going to be overwhelmed. They're going to know, I don't know that much about this. And you're wanting me to do what? And you've got to create a plan. So the best thing you can do is just sit down and figure out, well, what do you want the end result to be? What do you want this person to wind up being in whatever given amount of time, if it's six months, a year, two years, or whatever your plan is, and then work it backwards to where, where do I need to start? And then figure out where this person is that you're bringing in, that you're asking your mentor to do. And then you can put them on a plan of action of starting somewhere. You got to give them a script. You got to give them something to work with that they can go through and go, okay, today we're going to be working on X. And, you know, we happen to have some of that here and this is how you go about it. But you got to create some kind of a checklist or accountability list, those kinds of things. So you don't want your mentor or your apprentice to try to remember all this stuff in their head. There's, there's just no way. So you got to have some kind of a checklist, some kind of an accountability list and things of that nature. The other part of it is I'm going to suggest you figure out a way to compensate your, your mentor because they're taking time away from what they're supposed to be doing, especially if they're a producer for you. Now they're taking time away to go help somebody else 
And so their production goes down. So you want to figure out a way to compensate them. Otherwise, it's not going to be a win-win. Your mentor is going to lose interest. Carl, I think you bring up such a great point. Do some shop owners, and, and I don't, you may not know the answer to this, and I'm not even sure I know the answer to this, but I'm big on apprenticing this year. We're going to do another show in about two or three weeks on apprenticing, and I'm not going to stop talking about apprenticing, okay? I'm, I'm just not. We shouldn't. Right. And so... Here it is. Could some shop owners be reluctant? It's a big hurdle to have an apprentice. They may even look at having a mentor as even a greater hurdle. He's my most productive guy. I think he's the one. He may not be the right one. And the whole point of this little mini discussion with you is to say it may not be the person who's doing your most production. But if it is, how are you going to maintain customer service in the business? And so everyone has to step up if you want to help train the next generation. That's your point. Absolutely. Everybody's got to step up. And honestly, when we're hiring people, we need to be hiring people with the idea that, you know, I'm investing in you, but you also need to invest in somebody else because we need that extra person. One person's not going to be able to do the workload that needs to get done. You know, I don't know how big everybody's shops are. Ours is probably average, but how do you do that workload? And the pool of people that we're getting to hire now is thinning and we're sharing the same person with the HVAC people, the electricians, the plumbers. I mean, we're sharing that same mentality of a person worth all these other industries. So when you do find somebody that has a passion for the automotive world and they may not have the skills, what do you do with them? I'm going to suggest you hire them and you figure out a way to train them because, you know, if you invest a year or two into somebody and now you've grown somebody for yourself. The idea is for them to stay with you. But even if they don't, I mean, we're not going to say that everybody that we train is going to stay with us. Even if they don't, then that means we've made one more person that's going to be a quality person for our industry. And that's what we need to do. We need to think about it in a broader spectrum than just ourselves. Thank you so much. I know we can't do full justice in about eight or nine minutes to mentoring, but thank you for coming on. Thank you for being my guest host. In just a minute, we're going to go out and we're going to hang out with Kathleen. But I want to remind everyone that all the episodes are archived on aftermarketweekly.com. Of course, we're a podcast. So if you want to see any shop tour, please go and check them out. Let's do your fortune of the week, everyone. I hope this thing lands perfectly in what you want. So here's our fortune cookie of the week. I'm going to open it up. It just all broke apart in my hands. They've been really good lately, by the way. How about this? The key to problems is usually the ignition key. There you go. Oh, my. There's an automotive one. I love it. Isn't that great? The key to problems is usually the ignition key. Oh, my God. Start. Right? (laughs) And that's really on the same subject. It's just start. Do something. I hate to say do something even if it's wrong, but do something down the path of this. And I think everybody will benefit from it. Yep. Hey, just before we get out to see Kathleen today, great episode went out with my friend Trish Serratori, VP of Communications from ASE. 
a ton of great stuff in this. You're talking about the future of ASE and even actually getting to do home testing and some of the great challenges behind making all of that official. And also, last Friday, Travis Guy was on. Never the cheapest, but the best value shop. Keeping with my goal to interview young shop owners, a millennial shop owner, Travis Guy, family business out there in California. Just so happy to have all these young people joining the show and being with us. Hey, guess who we've got? Kathleen Callahan. The world knows you by Kathleen Charzik Callahan, right? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. It is almost official that I am dropping Jarsic and going back to my maiden name, which is Callahan. <laughs> She's been a great contributor to the show, a very prominent person in our industry. So, Kathleen, thank you for wanting to share your great business with us. Thank you for the invite, Karma. I'm really excited to share all of this sunshine with some of you guys that are out there in the Great White North, for sure. <laughs> sunshine. I get it. Sunshine. Sunshine. Florida, 80 Both degrees. Mine and the actual sunshine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're getting two for the price of one. Well, give us a tour. There we go. Here's the front of the building, and I'm going to mask up, so bear with me just a second, because we are making sure our clients are protected. Got it. Hey, look, a customer. <laughs> hey there, good morning. Come on in. Let me get the door for you. This is our client waiting area where we have clients and coffee and drinks and a very comfortable sofa. Um, the idea here was to make it feel like your living room and not be too automotive. Then we're going to come out here, and I'm going to unmask now because we're outside again, which is nice. This is my service advisor area. This is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. She is the one that makes all of the magic happen. And then that is my office. You really don't want to see beyond that door because, well, let's be honest, it's ugly. Right. <laughs> and here is my shop. Bay number one, we do most of our oil services here. Two, got a flat back there, back to there. I mean, it's really a, a, it's just a box. It's a very tight box. It is. You can tell that we definitely have, um, we definitely have space. Is that a premium here? Of course, I have to show off my pride and joy, which is my client restroom, which is so pretty. The old one was so ugly. Got some nice art on it. Very nice. It's hard to take up eight minutes when you only have like a 63 by 63 box, but exclusive info, we are in the middle of the plans for an addition for three more bays. Oh, wow. Hopefully by the end of summer, we will have two lifts. My building is only 14 feet tall, so it is really limited in what we're able to service as far as height goes. So we're going to go up 16 feet with the lifts and uh, hopefully do some truck business and get a little bit more capacity through here and be able to help a little more of our community out and do truck work and really low vehicles and all of that fun, happy stuff. So a question, uh, that new addition, is that going to be brought inside or are you going to have access from the outside? So we are going to have to, it can't touch this current building because of building code. Oh. So, yeah. So unfortunately, we are going to have to build it about three feet off and we'll have access to it through our bay doors. They'll have to go outside to go inside. Uh, okay. So you're fighting code, building code. Yeah. The county will not allow us to have outdoor lifts anymore. They have to be fully enclosed. Okay. So that turned it into a full 
metal building project, which, um, you know, it'll give us a little more storage space as well. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's a great way to grow your business. Instead of, you know, adding a branch in your particular case, you probably have enough business to make that happen. And obviously you're going to have to staff it. Are you worried about finding staff? I was just going to say, if any of you uh, Minnesota technicians (laughs) are looking to relocate, you've uh, seen the weather. (laughs) Like most shop owners out there, I'm constantly recruiting and looking for talent because we know that there's a shortage. We have been fortunate in our area that nobody is closed. So everybody is still pretty well employed. I have a couple of guys in the pipeline that won't be ready until like summer or so. So I think it's going to work itself out. I try not to worry. If I have trucks that are going to start coming in, I'll find a truck mechanic, you know, so it, it'll be good. Techs around here don't like to move a lot, but we'll see what happens. So I'm always optimistic. It's always great to have you on the show. The great sunshine from Kathleen Callahan and the great sunshine from our state of Florida. Wow. Thank you. It was great. I loved it. In fact, I've got to get a phone like that with the camera like that. It's one of the best shop tours we've had for clarity ever. I'm telling you what, I love this new phone. (laughs) Well, we're not here to sell phones, but we are here to tell you that it looked really good. Hey, let's finish up the trivia, everyone. The question was, or the the challenge is, the 47 Packard had the first ever feature that is a staple in today's vehicles. Anybody have a guess? Well, it was the power seat. And there's the 47 Packard. It was the first vehicle to have a power seat. Hey, next week, I hope you're all here for next week because we're going to do something really cool. I think you all know Bill Thompson, the CEO of AutomotiveResearch.com. Well, he always brings a wealth of statistics about our industry to us, and it helps us formulate future strategies. Well, Bill is going to be with us. And next week's shop tour, we're still working on it, but it'll be great and it'll be a surprise for you. So thanks, Carl, for being here, Complete Automotive, and our uh, great little discussion on mentoring and Kathleen, a great tour of expert tech out there in uh, Englewood, Florida. So everyone, be on a shop tour. You want to be on the show because I'm always open. Everybody comes to me. This is a great thing. Carmat, aftermarketweekly.com. So thank you all. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you being here.